Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 161 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined as always by my maintenance man, Willie Saylor. Willie. Uh, and FRL, mind you, brought to you by Under Armour Wrestling. Get all your Under Armour Wrestling needs at scraplife.com. Willie Saylor. Um, this, is a, this is a difficult start to the show. Uh, what else is new? Why don't you take it away? Why don't you take it away? Give me a couple what else minutes is new? Well, apologies for Tuesday. I was, uh... Oh, don't get me started. Were you upset? I was, um... Well, yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. I was upset. Well, what else is new? Chris uh, is mad at Willie. It's like it happens seven times a day. Well, y- you, t- you said... I can't come in. I'm sick, and and uh, you know I'm like, oh man, poor Willie. Poor Willie's ill. He's not feeling well. But and lunch gets here, and in trots false, Willie. False, false. That is, that's I. That is exactly what happened, Willie. Rog, rog. <laughs> I came in at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Th- there was food here. There was food here. Uh, yeah, okay, there was food here. There's food here at all times. So, well, can you explain yourself? Because you, uh, I told the people you were sick. Well, I mean, I was, I was tired. I, uh, I got back from a rodeo Sunday night, 10 at, 10 at night. And then I always have a big meeting on Monday. And, uh, so I did all my numbers and all my reports and stuff late Sunday night, got up early Monday in here at the office early Monday and it caught up with me, uh, Monday night. So I was beat and, um, but yeah, we're back on track now. We're back on track. We had a great, uh. Great weekend of wrestling, and then, of course, we had a big, big day yesterday, Willie. We did have a big day yesterday. Date and fix was the was the big day, um, and so <laughs> it was really. I think people might downplay it again. We've said it a million times. Um, date and fix wasn't a lock to Oklahoma State, but yet he was. Um, uh, explain that. Well, I mean, you know, 
Dayton fixes real close to Oklahoma State. He only lives an hour away or not even. Um, his dad was a teammate of John Smith's. And, and um, so the tea leaves all read uh, Oklahoma State. However, he did stay very open right until the end. Yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, people want to say, well, it was always going to be Oklahoma State. It was very real. It was <laughs> down to the wire. It, it wasn't a foregone conclusion. And I think towards the end, it became, you know, Penn State was in there deep, and I think they had they had a they had a legitimate shot. But um, I think I think the ultimate kind of testament to Dayton is, despite probably every coach knowing maybe they had a ten percent chance. A, a small chance. These coaches, and these are some of the best coaches in the country, devoted real time, real energy in in that small chance that they could they could land Dayton Fix, which I think is a real um, that's a testament to him and, and his ability and just what a high caliber kid and wrestler he is. Yeah, um, and I think everybody knows that you know he kind of he does things the right way. He wrestles year round. He's not. I mean. Um, there's talents, and then there's talents that um, you don't know if they're going to work out just because of their work ethic and their character and stuff. I think Dayton checked all the boxes, you know. For and sure. um, you know the the toughest things to find are career lightweights and, and heavyweights, and and uh, so Dayton was um, coveted because of that too. Um, but it it you know you start thinking about. Um, the the lineup for Oklahoma State in the coming right. years. Um, you could conceivably see uh, Dayton at 25, Piccinini at 33, and Cade Brock at 41. Now, um, you know, I still see I still see message board posts like, man, Dayton says he's a 25. How's he going to make that at all four years? He's huge. Dayton Fix is not huge, guys. I don't know where this comes from. Well. He's not huge. Uh, no, he's not huge. But he's also... I mean, he's pretty. He's a pretty big kid. He's a he's a really good at cutting weight too. Like it's a literal skill. Like the weight falls falls off of him, and he's able to recover extremely well. As well, part of it. he's pretty. He's pretty big. Now, don't get me wrong. I could see him wrestling thirty three. I could see him wrestling thirty three, and maybe that might even be a better case scenario if Piccinini's walking around at one hundred and thirty two pounds. Right. Um. Who knows? Um, but Dayton's like five foot tall. No, he's small, dude. Yeah, but he's not. He's he's bigger than that. His weight is always inflated. You know, he makes himself drink like a gallon of water. Yeah, yeah, I know that. So anyway, uh, yeah, I could see him wrestling thirty three. You know, depending on what what pitching any situation is. Right, but um. If he does, in fact, go 25, um, you also have to think about and, – and, okay, so in the in the grand scheme of things, in the team race perspective, I mean, that's – to start off with those three is fire. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, we still – you know, there are three unknowns at this level in, in many ways, though, still. Dayton is um, – you know, Dayton is a good folk-style wrestler, but he he is known – you know, you, you you stack up his wins. Most of his elite wins came in freestyle. He beat um, Micic in freestyle. He beat Spencer in freestyle. You know, Yanni is his best 
folk style win by far. Um, and that's a that's a pretty dang good one. Also, he's pretty salty that he's not number one pound for pound. I think he's he's probably got a good chance. He's I, like, I mean, he has he's a like, case. He's like, the last time I wrestled number one, number two, I beat him. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Hashtag, Comment. Hashtag, tweet it. Tweet it. Should, should Dayton Fix be number one pound for pound? The yes answer is no. If it's by wins and losses, yep. I believe so. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, that's the last big chip for for recruiting. Now, what you gotta wonder what they do in the back half of their lineup, Oklahoma State, um, recruiting wise, um, because they're. I mean, they're still pretty young in a few spots. Rogers is only a, a sophomore. Mm-hmm. They've got um, Weigel's a sophomore. They've got a young heavyweight, Ethan Anderson. They've got Keegan Moore. Keegan Moore. Um, so they're going to be okay. And, and 174, I'm telling you right now, Jacoby Smith is going to be. Jacoby Smith is good. Uh, but the problem is um, Jacoby Smith is freaking good. Yeah. Uh, the problem is where? how do they fit him in? Next year, 174. What about Rodgers? 65. Okay. Jacoby, I think, I feel pretty strongly Jacoby's going to be calling the shots there. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably the better guy. Um yeah, it was it was funny. I'd never been to um, NJCAA's JUCO national championships till last year, and the two names I came away from were like these guys will translate next level wrestling wise. Were Jacoby Smith and Dwaylon Barnes. Now we haven't seen Jacoby D one. He's not in the varsity lineup yet. He's redshirting, but Dwaylon had a great weekend. He pins. Oh my Cla- god! I didn't. He pinned Claggin, and then he beats Jordan Cutler. And uh, he, he looks the part, man. He's really tough. Just yesterday I was scrolling through the site, and I came across your headline. Get out of the – get out of the Wayland. No, get out the Wayland. <laughs> Move. Get out the Wayland. You that love was, it. That was witty. You that love was, it. That's a um, great title. Great name. So, yeah, uh, those two I, I think are going to have really nice, solid careers for OU. I thought Oklahoma looked really solid at um, – at Journeyman, which was a gr- great event, obviously. Happy to be there. A lot of good good talent there. So Ohio State, Michael Jordan, got to see the Valencia brothers. There was a lot of talent there. So very uh, – Yeah, very that cool was a good field. That very was good. good field. And, okay, so you talk about Dayton Fix going to Oklahoma State, and, and you talk about the their lineup and specifically the front half of their lineup. But then also in context – to that, you think about 125 in the future, just fire. Yeah, I mean, just Spencer, Spencer, Nick, Suriano, Dayton, Jack Mueller. Um, poor, poor Jack Mueller. He's awesome, but is he ever going to be able to beat any of those guys? And so we, we can transition. We can transition into that um, by saying. Uh, Soriano comes out of the gates, and and you mm-hmm. know every year it happens where talented true freshmen or even sometimes redshirt freshmen that didn't have a full ledger in their redshirt year are ranked low or unranked, and we say take a deep breath, and it also converts into the team rankings because if they're not ranked, they lose team points from the team rankings, and we say take a deep breath, and what does Soriano do? But knock off a highly ranked, uh, you know, returning All American. Um, one of his first matches out, his second match out. Yeah, it was a it was a very 
Division One workmanlike win. You know, he didn't get a takedown, but he controlled the center of the mat. Uh, Shram never really close to scoring on Suriano. He rode him out. He got out on bottom. And getting out on bottom against Connor Shram is, is not a small feat. And for a true freshman, you might say, hey, you know, you watch Anthony Valencia. He's got some work to go, do from the bottom position. A lot of freshmen do. Suriano, you know, I'm not saying no one will ever ride him, but he had a pretty big challenge in his debut, and he answered all the questions there. And his pace and his strength, and I thought – you know, I thought, man, Suriano's going to be real big at, at 25. I watched that match. Shram was, was bigger, mm-hmm. but Suriano was better. And you kind of left with the feeling that he probably doesn't drop that match. Suriano is so lean. He has like negative 3% body fat. Yeah, he has to wear probably like sweatshirts in 80-degree weather. Yeah. Just start shivering. I think um, – and that, and that presented kind of a rankings quandary for me because do you really make a 2-0 guy number four in the country because he beat Connor Shram? And I decided no, but I also decided that Connor Schramm should. What was the fallback from that? Because you had Chris, I, Christian had said, "What do you feel about this?" And we talked about it a little bit. And and um, but what I didn't see the response from the community when you did. No one, no one really complained to me directly, which is pretty common. Um, but they're scared but, of venom. They're scared of the, yeah. The heat. There, there's no. Uh, they don't have the proper antibodies. Um, but what, <laughs> what I'll say is um, what, what I read was, you know, Shram's got to drop. Shram's, well, no, I don't think he does. I don't think – because here's, here's what happens. Let me play this out, this scenario for a little bit. Now, let's say we drop Shram back to like 8th or ninth, And then Soriano proceeds to just do nothing but win and win and win. And then next thing we know, Nick Soriano's ranked third in the country – and then Connor Schramm's ranked eighth because of a loss he suffered to someone that's ranked third. So why mm-hmm. did he drop? And he's behind guys he beat and outplaced last year at NCAAs and has a better body of work then. So the, the my point there is with such an unknown like Suriano, you almost have to be like careful. Now if Schramm loses again. If, if Schramm loses again to a, to a lower-ranked guy, then you kind of so, – so this this loss is noted. Noted. But, but not overreacted to. and um, It's on his he, official record. If he loses again, then maybe you, you hit him. Um, but I, I agree with the way you, you ranked him because you don't know what Soriano, Soriano could end up being number two or number three or, you know, continue to go on a streak. And then and then you hammered then you hammered Shram and put him behind other guys like Darian Cruz, who he's beaten, um, because – of a set a first weekend loss to Soriano, who we didn't know who he was. Right, yet. right. Now, if this was a if he lost to a to a Lezak or he lost to someone like that, I know about what Ethan Lezak is, about where he stacks up, and what it means to win or lose to Ethan Lezak. We just don't know with Nick yet, but we have a pretty strong feeling that it, that's going to be an, a very tolerable loss uh, over time. And I, I think you know we're going to see Soriano again this weekend. Uh, at the Keystone Classic, which is live on Flow Wrestling. And really, the whole field is there. Penn State sending their entire team plus um, some backups. No red shirts, though, so no Mark Hall competing there. Um, so other thoughts on PSU this weekend? I thought, I, thought they looked, I thought they looked really good. I thought the Vincenzo-Joseph match. And here's one thing. I feel like I feel a little like this is why you just wait. And – you were like, what's the point of these team rankings when Vincenzo Joseph's not ranked? Well, 
there, there's reason he's not ranked, and it's not because he's not good, but there's something to be said for just, just earn it, just get it, just mm-hmm. put the wins down, and then we can talk about because there have been there have been a couple uh, moments like that, and there have been other freshmen mm-hmm. that that have had these kind of setbacks, and I'm like, this is why you show patience, um, and so, but watching that match, I don't know if you got to see it. He, no, I, I didn't see it. I just knew it was high scoring. It was crazy. I mean, he comes out and gets put on his back. It was kind of off. He got put on his back two times, kind of off his own shots both times. And Subject had some, some really nice throws. Um, and that was just like insurmountable, two six-point moves, right? That's mm-hmm. like – he and he came back. And so I, I, I likened it to that time Thomas Gilman got put on his back not once but twice against Sam Brancale, and then ultimately he was pinned. It was one of those where you're like, well, I'm not going to over – you don't overreact to that. Now, Thomas Gilman ended up not starting that year because they had Corey Clark. But the point was, you know, sometimes the results aren't the the indication of where the two wrestlers are. And mm-hmm. obviously over time um, we learned that Thomas Gilman's a lot better than, than Brand Kale. And I, I feel the same with Vincenzo. And, and that's not disrespect to Keaton Subject. I, I just think next time – I like Vincenzo. I think he's a little overly aggressive, made some mistakes, but I'd, I'd rather see a kid go down that way than, you know, having no answers. Well, and just, I think he'll always if, – if he goes down, I think he always goes down that way. He's a very aggressive kid. I, I mean, he's really one that when, – when he competes, he has fun. I mean, he, he, he goes out there and is offensive. Um, and I think that subject is a little – I've always been a fan of subject, so – I think he's a really solid kid, um, but you know, don't overreact to one to one match again. Right. Um, so for Penn State, I thought I mean Bo, Bo Nickel wasn't wrestling um, Miles Martin or anything, but you know I thought he looked good. He had, he, I, I just love variety in offense, and man, he must have hit had six or seven different kind of takedowns: left side, high crotch, double legs, picks. He was doing it all. I thought he looked really fluid, really good, really mm-hmm. solid. McCutcheon. Great weekend for McCutcheon. You know, he, he's not blowing guys out of the water, but he beats two ranked guys at 197. This is how he has to start, right? This is how this, the start has to happen for him at 97. If you have to scratch and claw out wins do against it. ranked wrestlers, that's the way you got to do it. Um, it's an adjustment, right? I mean, think about, think about this the, the Marchok match. Marchok is a heavyweight, mm-hmm. McCutcheon is a 184 pounder. Okay, and they meet at 197, and, and McCutcheon's able to win. You, you take getting your hand raised there any way you can get it. And then Rocco Kaywood, Kaywood's tough. I like him. I think he could have a really nice season for Army. He beats him. Um, and he still, you know, I saw an interview with Matt where he's talking about, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get my weight up now. I, I was up over 200, you know, in the off season, but I, I, I shrunk my body back down a little bit because I was going to compete at 84. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going back up. So he's – um. You know, it's something where by March maybe he's put on some meaningful muscle, and while he'll be undersized, it won't be this like, I mean, him and Marshawk, it's like holy smokes, mm-hmm. um, it's it's very apparent. So Penn State as a whole, I thought Jared Cortez looked really good, man. He was. I think he's going to have a good year. He's man. really tough from the top know, position. That's not like uh, you know breaking news, but I think Cortez is going to have a really good year. And Nick Nevels beats Nathan Butler. Right, I know. I love yep. Nevels. D- hey, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. Um, Neville's could be a top four-ish guy this year. Because, <laughs> you know, you, you go up and down the lineup and you know Nick Neville's story, but you, 
The jury's out coming into this season. You don't know what Nick Nevels is going to be coming into, into the season, right? Now he's, I mean, he's beating some good guys, and you're like, if Nick Nevels is like AA, that's huge points for them. It's huge. And, and you look at the, the dynamics at 285. Uh, I don't see him getting inside that Snyder, Medbury, Walls, and maybe even Tanner Hall. Tanner Hall is kind of emerging as a legit top. But he could be four or five in there, and I think that that's really possible. And, you know, for Penn State to get that from a guy that, you know, he wasn't able to qualify because of the injury last year. Didn't, he came back at Big Tens, wasn't the same dude. Um, I, I think that would be huge, and I think they're really confident that he's going to be okay this season. I, I've always been super high on Nevels. He's very athletic. He's not the biggest guy, but he can get the legs. And um, I, I think he's going to have a nice year. Um, so what about this 74 situation? Yeah, it was interesting uh, to see Morelli look pretty good at 174, beating Jim Wilson, who's um, it's a tough guy to beat. Yeah, you know, it is. He's an All-American. He's hard to score on. He's good on top. And Gino Morelli beat him. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Mark Hall wrestled at the the Binghamton where I thought we would see Shakur Rashid, but he didn't wrestle. He might be dinged up. I'm not sure. So it looks like, you know, Coach Sanderson was was not super definitive ab- about Mark, but he's he, he shut most of the door. But if Gino is going to be like this and he's going to do it, they're they're not going to have a need for Mark. But it's it's just one match. It's just I'm not saying it's just Jim Wilson, but you know, it's one guy. It's one good guy. Gino's got to string it together, and he's got to be, you know, the kind of knock on Morelli a year ago was, you know, he, he's not particularly offensive. So he's got to be a guy that that's attacking a little bit more. But all in all, first weekend, Penn State, the, the team I, I predict will win the national championship, look like a national championship caliber team. And, I mean, they put up bonus, man. They put up bonus. I mean, Nolfin, I, I wanted to do, I was driving, so I drove 14 hours yesterday, Willie. So a lot, a lot of time, a lot of me and my thoughts. And I was thinking, you know, how does, how will and how do Nolf and Rutherford measure up to the Ruth-Taylor combo at, in terms of NCAA production? So I want to go, go back and look last year and compare, you know, the best mm-hmm. Ed-Taylor, because I think it's going to be comparable this year. They they could beat them. They put up twelve. Um, the, the the entire team to wrestle twenty bouts last week and put up bonus in twelve of them. Right. Um, in that that they should you know they are substantially better. But you know Rutherford pins. And- all right. So you you got me thinking the other day, and I tweeted about it too. Um, alluded to it, but we won't spend too much time on it. But. Um, well, if you go weight by weight, who's who would be most likely to bonus? I mean, I know you take the top guy, but I'm not always. I don't. I don't know. It, it, it's the chemistry of the field, right? I mean, some yeah. some weights like some weights like have two studs in them, and you can't see one bonusing the other. Right. Right. Um, so Gilman's a top dog at 25. Most likely to bonus all year is what I'm talking about. Um, no way. There's no one in there that's no even, one. No one. There's no one worth considering. Gil, not not Gil, Zane. Not Nolf. Oh, I thought we were at 25. Oh, okay. Not no one at 25. So Gilman Gilman bonuses a lot of people, but when he's when he's going to hit a a dance or somebody. Tomasello. Or not that he's in the weight, but well, someone yeah. of that caliber, a Nick Suriano. 
Um, right. So you think it's going to be tough for for Gilman to bonus all the way through? There's just there's some good guys in there. Um, Clark and NATO would have to. Uh, you don't see them bonusing each other. No. Uh, One forty one. No way. Um, there's too many good guys, and the the separation's not there. And then you have forty nine and fifty seven. And you think the only guy that Zane might have a problem bonusing is Sorensen, right? Yeah, and you bonused him last year. I mean, the thing is, no one has ever bonused through an entire season. I know. So, but, but yeah, I guess Zane could, uh, Nolf could, but that's really it. I mean, Snyder is not. Jaden already has a decision. Well, that's got, that's kind of this is this is what you know. We that's talk, what got me thinking. We talked about these pound for pound rankings, and I had to defend Jaden Cox not being ahead of these guys. Listen, if he's so much better. Score a bonus point on Kevin Beasley. Right. Well, okay? okay, so that's what got me thinking is that there were some factions of the country that's like, oh, Jaden Cox, he's going to win the Hodge. That faction Ka- lived in Missouri. Kyle Snyder, you know, Kyle Snyder's gonna, not going to wrestle the whole year. Uh, just give just give Cox the Hodge now. Well, he already has a decision, right? I, that's what got me thinking on this topic. Yeah. Um, there's a chance that Zane doesn't have a regular decision all year. Yeah, there's a chance. There's a chance. I mean, he had a, he had a one point match with Clagan last year. Yeah, no, I know things like that. Things like that can happen for sure, and the odds are the odds are slim. I yeah. mean, Nolf is actually closer to it. Um, a year ago, I mean, of course he lost matches, which something Zane didn't do. But of the he had a higher bonus percentage than than even Zane. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's those two guys, and I think that puts him at such an advantage. I mean, they basically Penn State enters like eleven guys in the national tournament. With with those two's bonus points, mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 a big advantage. So I don't th- I don't see major bonus from Imar at sixty five. I don't see it from Jordan. What about what about um, Gabe Dean? Now, no he, way. He already majored um, Miles uh, Martin. Miles Martin, but and you don't figure he'll you don't figure he'd bonus a, a, a bone nickel. But um, that weight is stupid. I mean, he lost to Nolan Boyd last year. I, I know. I know this. I I just don't. I, Dean will score a fair share. He'll be a guy. He'll go tech major decision decision just through through NCAA's type of dude. He'll score some, but just kind of run of the mill national champion bonus, not like the transcendent talent um, type of thing. Yeah, I get that. I could I could just see a scenario though where Bo went for something big and ended up with points. I'm, I'm saying, listen, I know this is far fetched, right? Yeah, but it's it's never been done, so yeah, I'm saying most likely, most likely, even though none of them are likely. Um, I think Nolf is the most likely. Okay, so yeah, I guess I mean I would say that too. I guess um, Penn State news wouldn't be a show if we didn't give a little Iowa news. Iowa news, Iowa bad news. Not not. Calm down. It's not that bad. I made no, that sound. It's actually you. That's yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm telling myself. It's a little self talk. Vince Turk likely out for the year with an injury. You know, he's someone that um, he got on campus over a year ago. A lot of good buzz. Yeah, a lot like of good him. talk out of the room. They liked him. He was beating some guys in there, and I think they really liked what they saw from him. And um, he was going to be their guy at 141, and it looks like he's going to be out for the season. So that means. Topher Carton, who interestingly was not terrible last year, and he actually beat Vince Turk last year. 
So he obviously wasn't going to roll over there, but um, you know, Turk was lar- was was just you know predicted to be the guy there. But Carton beat Colton McChrystal last year, which we just saw Colton turn in a real nice weekend. Um, he beat Turk, and he beat beat someone else pretty good as well. So I I think ultimately here's the thing, Iowa. Here's what I'll say to you. You're about in the same position you were before, because yeah. you weren't really counting on my, many points from Turk. And it's in a different way. Someone of Turk's caliber, you could say, yeah, maybe we sneak late, look, high AA round of twelve type of situation. At 141, that is not happening. This this weight is is stupid deep. Mm-hmm. So I just don't. I it's think not, it's not much of a net loss. Now it might it might hurt you in a dual meet here and there. Yeah. It could. That's when it could really rear its head. But you know, we don't know for sure yet. But that's so. That's the news out of Iowa. I was able to confirm that with someone from the department there. So that's happening. Um, so yeah, Topher Carton for the Topher Hawks. Carton. He's a man. He was. He's like one of those little workhorses. Just a warrior. Yeah, he's been in the mix for Iowa for. I feel like he's gotten a lot of. Um, for probably someone when he signed, they probably. Probably everyone was like, well, he'll never start. And he's started a lot of duels for uh, I don't know. I think they were overzealous in the beginning. You know, he's a four-time state champ. I don't th- I don't know if he ever lost a match in high school. Oh, really? Um, and But he was small school, and, and he had some buzz to him. And I think – I don't know. I think I think they were a little too high on – the fans now. Right. Um, and But, but he – he, he he's a good kid. He's a he's a kid. I'm sure they love having on the team. And really, I think he's a little small. Uh, nah, I he looks good. I, I think, think everybody's look... small, but yeah, um, you think everyone's small. He's he's perfectly sized. I don't know. He's I pretty... bet you if there wasn't a person named Corey Clark on the roster, he would be at 33. Perhaps. But, but anywho, all right, we got to get into this Columbia nonsense. Let's talk to Columbia. Give uh, him give him the backstory. Yeah, about a week ago, approximately. News comes out, bad text from – so the Columbia student organization, news organization obtains copies of screenshots of a group text message between the class of 2017 uh, Columbia wrestling team. And, and the content on it was uh, – it was, it was gross. It was despicable. Um, it, it dabbled with some race, racist themes. Um, it was sexist, misogynistic, um, just – you felt like you needed to take a shower. the the words The words "I hope someone gets raped" um, were used. Like they they actually wished someone was raped. Um, so <laughs> really gross. So they Columbia decides to, for the time being, suspend their their wrestling program. So for me, I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. This is a group text between one class of guys. This, the the roster has thirty some guys on on it, and this class has like nine in it. And we don't even know how many of them were involved with these group texts and who said what because the names are blacked out completely. Now I'm not sure why they did that. Eight eight guys in the senior class. Eight guys. Thirty seven on the roster. Eight guys in the senior class that was a part of this two thousand class of two thousand seventeen group chat. Now you're. The, okay, continue. Yeah, so the it, it, it then it it launched. You get two factions, okay, and, and the one faction is just like 
I, I just can't reconcile this. I don't understand how people can have this. Well, these are private. These are private conversations. So you can just say anything you want. You can be a complete scumbag. You could say, I hope someone gets raped, but oh, it's private, so I'm an okay person. Like, I don't know people that talk like that. I don't, I've never had a moment. I've never had, you know, I, I've certainly said some bad things that I definitely regret and wouldn't want run on the front pages of the news. But um, you get what you get when you type those words. I don't care if you're joking or not. The, the themes that they, they went into, I'm not really worried about your privacy. And, you know, we've talked about this before. You know, when Apple wouldn't release that stuff, you, you said, who cares? I got nothing to hide. You know, well, maybe it's a huge privacy invasion. It's a slippery slope and we're losing our privacy and then nothing's safe or off limits. But for, for something like this, I don't know where the line is, but I, I'm pretty sure when I know when it's crossed, these messages yeah, I mean, cross the line. The messages were horrible. I mean, intolerable. But, and I did say that. I did say that, you know, if they want to, if people aren't worried about Big Brother and getting into your, um, you know, monitoring your electronic transactions, and I'm like, Go ahead, read all mine. I ain't got nothing to hide. Right. I ain't getting in trouble. If you have nothing to hide, why do you care? Right. And, and you know, you see regular Joes saying, "Well, that is an invasion of privacy. That's an invasion." Of, what? What do you? What do you care if they? You're not getting in trouble. Yeah. They're not. They're not, not going to run a story about you. They're looking for terrorists. terrorists yeah. Right? They're trying to, to to catch ISIS. They don't care if you're cheating on your wife, and you shouldn't cheat on your wife. That being scumbag. said. That being said, I don't know, and, and the, 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 what they said was ridiculous and t- terrible, and I'm sure they all regret it. But I don't know that I don't know that you should be getting in trouble for private things, private messages. Well, you can't. I mean, certainly you can. I mean, there is a place where you can get in trouble for saying if you if you threaten the president if you threaten someone's life yeah, in private they d- so there is a there is a there is a line somewhere where things you say in private can be held against you um in a legal sense this is not even a legal sense this is you're on a wrestling team uh can you can you you, you can get in trouble for private messaging i could private message you i'm gonna kill the president and i can get in trouble yeah uh, i'm sure you can't. You're what do, sure. what do you you're think? Not, no, you're, no, no, you're no, no, no. Not sure. You're, you th- you're not sure. Hold on. Yes, of course. I mean, if the FBI ch- catches a a plot to kill the president uh, via email, oh well, it's private. So what can we do? Our hands are tied. Of course, you can get in trouble for that. Um, you can be investigated. You can't. You can't get in trouble for terroristic threats if I if I text them. If I text them to you, I don't know. I don't know the law. You, apparently, I of course, you could get in trouble for that. How do you think they catch all these? Things before they happen, Willie. What do you wait? Because they investigate them, Christian. Wow. They investigate them. If you have bomb making devices in your house, then that's illegal. I don't know. I don't know the rules on private versus public uh, messages, but so uh, okay. So there's two points here, really, in the Columbia situation. One is private versus public message, right? They, they didn't post these on a Facebook. They didn't post these on a uh, message board. It was an internal thing. So what's the legalities there? I don't know. I will tell you this, though. The people that go to Columbia are generally well-off people. I'm sure there's lawyers yeah. involved right now, these kids. Yeah. Right? Um, and the second one, and probably most clear and probably most discussed right now, um, is that 
why should there's 37 kids on the roster? Why should why should 37 kids be suspended and their season suspended and not allowed to wrestle, not afforded the opportunity to wrestle because of the deeds of eight? The deeds of eight and what I mean, <laughs> what overkill is is my thought. I mean, unless you have something that this is happening elsewhere that uh, that you know within this entire roster, this is just like systemic and happening with all these guys. I don't know how you do it. I mean, these these text messages started in 2014. Yeah. So most of the roster was in high school when this happened. There's nine, there's nine freshmen that right. weren't on campus when this happened. And sophomores. Sophomores weren't there. Um, you know, when, well, it, when, when did it the started, text message then? You know? Um, well, now there were some as recent as this week, but they're not even in. They're not in, As far as we know, they're not even involved. Right. Eight, but eight sophomores. I, I, think, I think the... The heat around an, an Ivy League institution, I think they just – they got scared. Yeah, th- they, that's – that's like we live in a – we live in a very PC culture and we live in um, um, a world that's constantly under the microscope. And so I think institutions tend to err on the side of of overkill and d- doing more. Not in Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Um and especially, like you said, in Ivy League school, I just – I can't for the life of me understand I, – I can't accept kids getting suspended when they had nothing to do with it. I mean they're, they're going to an Ivy League school to be a student athlete and then some guy over there that came into the school three years before me sent ridiculous messages to his buddy and now I can't wrestle? What's that have to do with anything? I, so I, I really empathize with a lot of the kids on that team. I feel for Coach Tonelli, who's there. First year. Year one. Yep. And this gets dropped on you. That's just, that's just bull. And hopefully Columbia realizes, and, and hopefully this is the case. I'm sure it is. You know, this is not a reflection of, of Coach Tonelli's leadership in any way. You know, this was and there. I, it's not this was ref- there and happening before he was – I don't, it's not a reflection. I don't think it's a reflection of the team. I mean, they want to. Uh, if there's, if there's a rationale why to suspend everybody, it's well, they're a team and it reflects the culture. No, it no, it doesn't. It doesn't reflect the team. Half the guys weren't there, and probably the other half had no idea this was going on. Yeah, is is Mike Krell's? Is it reflective on him that there was a drug ring at Minnesota? Right. I don't think I don't look at Brett Farr and like, Brett. I don't know about you anymore. Ever yeah. since. You didn't do anything, but you're just hanging around those guys. I mean, you can't you can't be control what you can control, do what you can do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's and you know there was a. I'm hoping they they restore their. There season. was a. I don't know if I want to call it similar, but there was another case at Harvard, right? Where, and this is up with these Ivies, man. But this is a systematic thing, right? This Columbia thing is a one-off. It's a group of. What appears to be eight kids sending inappropriate messages. Now at Harvard, it was this, so the Columbia thing. For all the evidence that's there, is it's a contained thing amongst eight kids. Now at Harvard, there was a systematic thing where every year the Harvard uh, the Harvard soccer team would rank. The Harvard men's soccer team would rank the Harvard's women soccer team. Sounds a little like Trump. In order of 
of so, appearance. That's what he does. He grades. He that's how he looks at women. He gives them tens or he puts them on a numerical scale. Okay. Well, Harvard didn't like that too much. Yeah. And I guess they suspended their team too. Uh, that's not as bad. I mean, that's pretty. It's pretty bad. But it's not as bad as what these Columbia kids did, in my mind. No, but I guess the fundamental difference. That's a yearly tradition. The fundamental <laughs> like, difference is that this was a ri- uh, ritual. Some some guys have barbecues and things after the season. They they rank the. All the right, let's go through women. it. Sally, Sa- well, uh, seven, seven. You eight. know, freshman year. Freshman but ever year. since you know they yeah. they made her a goalie. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> Sally. What's wrong with goalies? I don't know. I just said goalie. Um. Anyways, yeah. Ivies, stop it! All schools, stop it! Don't be, don't be dirtbags, guys. Don't be those guys, always. Yeah, All they're, right, no, they're gross. Talk about how about this? How about this? Which we discovered. Well, somebody, <laughs> somebody sent us a, somebody sent us a tweet, which was amazing. Because I didn't even realize this. I didn't either, and I entered right. the I entered the result. Didn't. So Michigan comes out yesterday, I believe. And says now Adam Kuhn was already known to be redshirting, but Michigan comes out and says also Alec Pantelio and Dominic Abinader will redshirt this year. However, how however, however, Ab- Dominic Ab- Abinader already wrestled a match. He re- and not just a match. He wrestled a dual meet match attached Michigan against UVA, where he won by major decision. Now maybe. Uh, do, do maybe you, everybody like had a couple beers before the match. Uh, specifically, their SID. No, um, no. Well, okay. <laughs> Something has to be up because Dominic Abinader is listed in the in the post match presser. He's listed in the box score. He's listed everywhere. So either Dominic Abinader wrestled and therefore cannot redshirt. Or that wasn't Dominic Abinader that wrestled, and the SID messed it up and entered the wrong name. Well, it's it's entered. Well, or or item three or option three could can you wrestle a match and then redshirt? You can't wrestle a match. You would think, but maybe how wouldn't we know this? If there's a way, you could wrestle a match. Be like. A, Penn State will be like, we're gonna use Mark Hall for any meeny miny Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, and then no, psych. He ain't wrestling. Psych. He's redshirting. Actually, we're gonna use him at NCAs, but redshirt. Tweet us. Tweet us what your thoughts how, are. On this. How can I can't you, make sense of this. Uh, he wrestled. He wrestled a match. According was, in the maze and blue singlet. It happened. I don't know. I don't know. You know how it's possible, but apparently, it's possible. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know what what happened there. What happened there? Well, Some, it's not like. I, I don't understand because it's not like the coaches don't, aren't aware of the rules. Are they aware of something that we are not aware I of? I think that's probably what happened. We're gonna. I bet. I feel like we're gonna learn about a new rule today. There's gonna be a, today. We're gonna learn that you can in fact wrestle a match and then say psych. Psych, just playing. Just playing. I would like to redshirt. I'm redshirting. I'm redshirt. See you guys next year. We we need to get that dub against UVA. Now I'm gonna dip. I. I will be dumbfounded. If there is some th- way that you can wrestle a match, a dual meet. He didn't enter an open. Yeah, it's, it's one thing if it's an open. He didn't enter an open. 
He wrestled a dual meet. Another know. they're saying, psych, red shirting. No, we're going to go ahead and red shirt that guy. So, so that's, I mean, I just want to, you know, at the, at the beginning of the show. This is know, a learning experience for us. Christian and I always, um, we prep for the show from 9 to 10. And we're doing our notes. We keep a document. Um, we have documents on the show. On the show, right? And uh, when the news comes out yesterday, oh, let's talk about the Michigan red shirt and all these people. And then at like nine fifteen, nine thirty, somebody's like, "Hey, Abinader wrestled a duel meet." They tweeted this. And we're yeah. like, "Uh, yeah, you're right. He did. Sure he sure did." And uh, I wonder if they can like retroactively give UVA like the win by pinfall. Nope. Or your forfeit. Maybe. Maybe you can say that didn't happen. Pinfall? Yeah. Um it's proper nomenclature. Okay. So, so we'll but talk about the talk about their decision to redshirt everybody and the rest of the team. I mean, they're essentially saying let's load up for next year. Yeah, I I think I've often wondered like, why don't they just redshirt get everything? You know. I mean Murphy has a red shirt available, but they didn't do it with him. No. I think Murphy is so Injury prone, it's like if you're healthy, keep going. Yeah. Also, I think Sutton might be going down to 57 next year, so they're so, it, so lineup management it works out. And and also, not every kid wants to be in school five years. Mm-hmm. You know, you. Me, want, I was for a decade. <laughs> you had I a didn't want to leave. You were there. You were there through several presidential administrations. I was like, you're still registered in, in Nebraska, aren't you? I was like, damn, I gotta like get a job. Yeah. This is stupid. Maybe I should, maybe I should go get a, a theater arts degree at. But, uh, so, they're, they're just saying next year. Next year's our year. Well, yeah. I mean, think about the guys that they can roll out. You know, they'll have Acid, Michich, um, Pentelio, Murphy. We're talking seven or seven. Massa, Abinator, Kuhn. Yeah, absolutely. That's a squad. But I feel like this happens every year. We put them on paper, and we're like, wow, 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 wow. Could be good. And then it doesn't materialize. But they've had it, a lot of injuries. What What a Devontae Mahomes, what's his deal? I think he's going to wrestle this year. We'll see if he's healthy. I hope he does. I like him. I Remember he, when he first came out of the gates, just firing. He looked awesome, and then he got hurt. He beat someone really good in like one of his – I don't know if it was Cody Walters, but it was someone – of that ilk, like a, a tough guy, he beat him, and we were like, "Holy cow, look out!" For and then he got hurt. He was hurt ever since, right? He, he tore his ACL against Epperly, and then he I think his ACL. I just say ACL, just because it's like the generic knee injury that end season. So you just you mean say, his knee? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he hurt his knee, and then same thing last year against Nickel. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see with them. All right. Um. We gotta, man. We gotta. We didn't get to. We need to pick up the. All right. Pace. First, let's let's wrap let's wrap college up by talking. What do you want to talk about? The, wanna, the weekend that's coming up. Weekend, huge weekend, weekend up. on Flow Wrestling. We we are literally all over the country. You and I. I don't know how you're keeping your head on. There's a lot of events. We have a lot of events. You're managing a lot of people, Christian. Yeah. Me. Yeah, I'm bulls and blood. Yeah, you you can't even get – you're not even going to hire someone for Flow Rodeo, are you? I really want to, but uh, until then, you know, giddy up. So this weekend – I clown on them now. Like, we clown on the rodeo. The rodeo – Because of the rodeo clowns. They're good people. They're good people, and it's fun. Really? You would like it. 
probably would. You would like it. Especially, I was behind, like, the shoots and stuff and where they load. Yeah, you got behind the scenes. Where they load the bull. Like, I was right there next to all these cowboys, and, and uh, they're, like, they're they're dudes. Oh, right? yeah, they're strong. I And, like, you, you see, uh, they don't just they don't just hop on the bull and say, pull the door open, you know. I mean, they're back there like, like wrestlers, like, yeah. slapping themselves in the face, getting pumped up, just getting really focused, stretching, and it's like... And you have these 1,500-pound dinosaurs just rattling these cages. I mean, they are nasty. It was pretty It was pretty cool, dude. You would like to be back there. You might have You might have pooped your pants back Whatever. there. Whatever. I've, been, I've been around more livestock than you. Are you False. kidding me? False. Wrong. It's not true. That's wrong. Like, your granddad had a farm? My, yeah. My uncle had a farm, so both our family members I, had farms. I spent the summers every year, every every summer at my uh, grandfather's dairy farm. I'm tired of talking about livestock. Bulls and this bucks. weekend, it gets started. Virginia Tech at UNI, Id West Gym. That place is insane. Yeah, that's cool. It's hot and loud there. Hot and hostile, as I wrote in an article that's going to go up later. That's going to be a great duel. Michigan State Open, Lindenwood Open, Keystone Classic, Nebraska at Wyoming. Um, Virginia Tech, Missouri. I know I'm forgetting stuff. And then a um, really cool one, Battle at the Birthplace at Rutgers, outdoor in the football stadium. Princeton takes on Rutgers. Mike Mao? We send in Mike Mao there, um, our Jersey correspondent. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking they can have maybe the, the second biggest crowd in, in the history of collegiate wrestling. You know, they're not sure if they can – Match, you know, the the Iowa duel last year, but they're feeling confident they're going to hit over and it's 20. A, it's going to be a great duel. It's going to be a great duel. I mean, Ashnall Kalodzic, I'm de- I'm there already. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Theobald Laster's going to be about, good. And think about for the local. I mean, it, it's, um, it's a compelling match and a significant match uh, on a national scale. But locally, the two teams plus... Ashnall Kalodzic both having jersey, jersey ties. Uh, uh, Kalodzic really from Ohio, Ohio, but he spent a lot of time, a lot of fans watching him in New Jersey at Blair. Um, and then some of the guys that, that each team has had emerge, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, Gravina, Baker will be good. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of good matches in there. I, I think, you know, Rutgers maybe on paper is a favorite, but I think, I think Princeton's going to have real opportunity. To make that match very interesting, so uh, that's going to be a very exciting duel. Very excited to watch. What time is it? I have no idea. It's in like it's like mid morning. It's going to be like nice. You know what? Um, I think would would be. I I guarantee you they get a good crowd because uh, Jersey is just ridiculously passionate about wrestling, and both schools, both Rutgers and Princeton, do a phenomenal job. Um. Promoting locally and working with uh, working with their booster club, you know, to get people there. I mean, you always hear the pack the rack for their big dual meets at Rutgers, and they just do a really good job of um, grassroots marketing and stuff like that. So I, I guarantee that they have a great crowd. Um, what I would like to see, or what I think would work for these outdoor duels, um, is I, I'd like to see them. Play the same football team later. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if that would work, you know. You would think. That would be cool. 
That way, both fan bases are already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be sweet. That'd be sweet. So yeah, uh, it's a it's an insane weekend on flow. Wolfpack open. I forgot to mention that Edinburgh Lehigh. Forgot to mention that. There's, there's just a lot going on, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be in Philly for the for the Keystone Classic. Where I think there's Penn gonna State. Be, Penn State will be there, and uh, we'll, we'll see. You know, Vincenzo Joseph, Chad Walsh. I mean, I, I'm. That could be an incredible match, and Nick Nevels will get to go against number five. I think he's number five. He's five-ish. Denzel Deshournet, someone he actually beat a couple of years ago. Um, the, a lot of potential there, and I think there's potential there that Penn State can realistically win ten weights. But at the same time, you know, it could be there's gonna be, they're gonna be challenged. Like Morelli is gonna be challenged. Johnny Sebastian and Bryce Brill. I'm super excited to watch those guys. And yeah, been battling injuries, just been unlucky. I there. hope they stay healthy, man. I really hope they do. Both good kids and talented, really talents that we've wanted to see for a long time. Yeah, so they they're like kind of these not talked about wrinkles that I think could prove to be really interesting down the line. All right, let's wrap up with your yeah. thoughts on Farrell, and um, we'll you know go the freestyle route. Uh, I think that everybody. Um, was in awe of Logan Stieber. Uh, Snyder called me. Snyder had a crazy weekend. He went um, Brian Snyder. Yeah, your friend. He went. He went New York ACs and then like flew right to Cyclone Open, I think, or something like that, and then drove to drove back to Lincoln. But he like he called me just to chit chat and say what's up and ask if I was going to Budapest for non Olympic weight worlds and. Uh, but he was like, man, Logan looked amazing. Yeah, I I think he's gonna medal. Maybe he wins. I mean, he, he looked outstanding. And you know, we I feel like we do this a lot, but I think him at sixty one is he's just dynamite. Yeah, he's w- he's Willie so Pears. yeah. Willie prayers are answered, and he looked. You know, he still gives up some points, but he was pretty. He had some amazing scrambles against Ness. I think. Best version of Logan Steber we've seen, and James Green did his job. You know he wasn't he wasn't in, inspiring. He wasn't lighting up Jordan by any stretch of the imagination. But he got his hand raised against Jordan Oliver, who looked red hot, but once again falls short in the trials finals. You know, um, for me, I you know I really like both guys. James Green, such a class act, and and coached by Snyder and and Jo, my boy from Easton, and but the thing is, and and I think Jordan, I know Jordan would admit to this, is that he kind of think about the, think about the times that he's been in the finals, um, of major tournaments. He, I don't want to say he shuts it down. Da- yeah, he I sort of like, shuts it down. I feel like I feel like that's like I'm tired of hearing that. That's just who he is. He can't score on the elite guys. False. True. Um, well, okay. Think about all the times he's been in the finals. Hochstrasser, too much of a close match. Chamberlain, too much of a close match. Steber, too much of a close match. Metcalf, uh, several times U.S. Open, doesn't pull the trigger, does that pushing away thing, pushing away thing. Um, he gets too cerebral. He gets too tight. I don't. Know. I mean, it's it's proven. I feel you like it's. See it every I feel time. like. I feel like it's just a. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's not an excuse he makes. But it's an excuse people make for him. Yeah, he just doesn't let it go. If he just let it go, he'd win. No, I don't think he would. 
Maybe he wouldn't, but uh, certainly you can watch the match. But there, there's also there could be reasons that he's not. You know, so there there can be credit given to what the other guy's doing that's that's preventing him from from scoring. But it's always no. Jordan's just not shooting. If he would, he'd beat Brent. If he would, he'd beat James. If he would, he'd no. Beat- I, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I didn't say he would. I said he does. In finals of tournaments, it's like he finals of tournaments. He wrestles different than he wrestles in other he, matches. He annihilated his sophomore year. He he destroyed. Um, Hochstrasser in the finals. Annihilated him. I think he majored him. Well, he certainly didn't. Chamberlain was a one takedown match, maybe third period. Yeah. He's much better than Jason Chamberlain. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm just tired. I've, years and years and years, he shuts it down. No, he can't score on those guys, is mm. my opinion. Um, you know, we've, we have it's – it's mounting, you know. It just happens frequently. He's really, really good. But against the best guys, the offense isn't there. Um, I don't know. I see it different. I, I mean, you'd have to go back and really like um, see how many how many attacks he does or does not uh, fire off. But that, I mean, your thing is going to be you know, well. He didn't take a shot because it wasn't there because the guy's too def- uh, sound defensively. I mean, right. But when it's that many different guys, you know. I don't know. I don't know what it means. Yeah, but I mean, don't tell me Jason Chamberlain's so fundamentally sound that um, Jordan was, couldn't score on him. I don't know. It was one match. Uh, I, it, it happens every time in the finals. Every time. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, he, bu- he bumped up two weights that year. You know, I, I, I watched that match. and Man, yeah, who knows? Who knows? My opinion, I'm, I'm tired of hearing that. I've heard it, heard it too much. Okay, Christian's tired. Um, what other Ringer beat Bexod. Yeah, that you know. Sorry, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. I mean, if, if no, the Bexod win over Burroughs, I'm sorry, everyone. It's a complete fluke. No, well, Don't okay, the, that's fine, but Bexod's damn good. Sure, he's a world medalist. He's so, a world medalist. So is James Green. Um, at seventy, but I mean, would you take Ringer over Green? Yeah, of course. It's still a good win. Yeah, it's a great win. It's a great win. But I'm, you know. Um, Imar, Imar, you have Imar over Kennedy. Yeah, that, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Kennedy over Imar, and kind of a weird match. Kennedy built a big lead, and then it sort of evaporated to ten nine. But yeah, I. You know what? I don't. I didn't think that match was incredibly well wrestled by either guy. That was a. Weird it was match. like. It was like youth wrestling. Like, you, you shoot, you score. Okay, now I'm going to shoot, now I'm going to score. It was like, I don't know. I, I think I think that match got off the rails early. Imar looked prepared. Um, he wrestled well out of, out of Imar's underhook. I thought, you know, Imar really struggled to get the legs. I think it, you know, I think if you're trying to beat Imar, I think you, you watch that match a couple times and see mm-hmm. what was Kennedy able to Now, Kennedy is, is an absolute beast, but I don't think Imar gets Beat by Jo the way Kennedy did. Personally. Well, we talked um, the matchup with a potential matchup with Jo and Imar. The one thing I I, I thought Imar would use that underhook, and that's what ha- Jo would struggle with. Mm-hmm. It didn't develop, but and Imar didn't really he didn't really get to it with Kennedy. Mm-mm. No, Ken- Kennedy, like I said, well prepared for that match. 
Mm-hmm. Thought he looked. Thought Jimmy looked really good up in seventy, but you know Jo was able to pick him apart. Now, um, so that was that was the Farrell. There's some other are, good well, stuff. Are, are you going to go in the Farrell next year? Huh? You going in Bill Farrell next year? Oh, am I entering? Yeah. Why would I do that? I don't know. Oh, because anyone can enter these tournaments. Anyone I can. can. It's a really weird thing that he, I could I could theoretically I could enter sixty five kilograms and I might wrestle Aaron Pico or Frank Monet. Like well I can't I, I, I ball, you know. I'm a baller. Okay, everyone Can you please do it's, that? It's no. I'll pay your entry fee. And flight and No, hotel. no. Flight, hotel, entry fee. I, to me per diem. To me, you know what? I think it's like Per diem, I will have Richard Immel arranged for you to wrestle Aaron Pico first round. No. No, random draw. I request. Frank Molinaro? I request. No. I don't want to. That, that's the worst guy. Frank Molinaro. I want. I'll never walk right again after that. No. You don't walk right now. I, so I, I think it's very strange. You have an I, odd gate. I can't enter. I can't enter. A, Are you aware of your odd gate? An, in, a, an NBA game um, and, and play with LeBron. But I could wrestle Jordan Burroughs. Yeah. I can just enter the U.S. Open and maybe wrestle. That is, to me, it's like. I'm not gonna say disrespectful, but I think it almost is. It's like, I don't know, bro, it's... you're 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 putting yourself in front of me, like, you you don't you should have to. There needs to be some sort of standards <laughs> to enter a world team trials, right? Yeah, like anyone can enter. It's insane to me. Like anybody <laughs> can enter the. I mean, it's called a, the U.S. Open, so I guess I it's, know. I mean, it's a. It's, but it's, here's the thing: on you know one what? hand, it's an open. On the other hand, it's like I can't show up to the Yankees game with my glove and be like, "Hey, Jeter, toss it over here." Yeah. Played second today. <laughs> yeah, let's turn two. <laughs> it's two down. No, uh, you know the U.S. Open in tennis and golf is called the U.S. Open, but guess what? I can't enter that. You can't. No. Well, can I? I'm no. Pretty sure it's called course. an open. You can't enter the U.S. Open in golf. You can't just roll up and be like, yeah, I'm here. Sailor. Gilmore happy. T- Tiger. Me and Tig. I-, I requested Phil. Tea time. What's our tea time? What's our tea time? What flight are we on? It's it's weird to me that anybody can wrestle in these tournaments. Like, th- these guys, like, I mean, there's tournaments for people like that. Like, I mean, the alternative, not- but the alternative is you call it an open and then you register and somebody at USA Wrestling says, "Yeah, you're in or no, sorry, bud, you're out." That's okay. Yep, that's that's I'm, the way it should be. I'm fine with that. Okay, I think we would pretty much know. Wait, who are you? Wait, what? All right, you have you haven't you don't even wrestle anywhere. Oh, no, come on, inner yeah. veterans. You can go veterans. Go veterans. You probably wouldn't even win veterans, bro. Like I don't, I'm not talking about anyone in particular, but like veterans is kind of hard. Yeah. Mark Bader, he had to work really hard to win that. <laughs> What? Why are you laughing? He did. I, I don't know. Mark Bader's good I'm, at wrestling. I'm not talking about Mark Bader. I'm talking about the, the the process of where anybody can enter. Yeah, I I don't understand it. Why why they they let it be that way? Are you going? You should go on the U.S. Open. I I mean I'm going for sure. No, in to into no. I just said why it's disrespectful, and I have kids. I know that's why you should do it for posterity. You get it on film. I once wrestled James Green. That see, that's that's flight bull, that's hotel per diem. No one should have sponsorship. that sponsorship. No one should have that opportunity. But yeah, I wrestled it. No, that should be earned, earned. Not pay a forty dollar entry fee. Well, call Mister Bender. No, Emil. 
Call Emil. Um, yeah. yeah but I, don't, I don't know how much it has to do with them. All right. Oh, man. Play us out. I am. What does mean play us out? What does this mean play us out? Well, you know what it means. But you know, I need you to it's pick up the slack here. Talk I about, said it. Are we doing this tomorrow? You want to do it tomorrow? I Listen, you're the one that dips out because you're tired. I drove 14 hours yesterday, and I'm here. Ready to rock. So it's up to you. You tell me. Are you I'll gonna... do it tomorrow. I have a meeting. I have a meeting I can't miss at this time. So but we we'll do, do it a little nine? bit before or a little bit after. We can do it at 9 o'clock. I'm All okay right. with that. Play um, us out. I'm playing us out. The music's playing. Someone stole a, a, a very important chord, and now I can't hear read, if read. the music's playing. I'm really hoping that it is. I think it probably is. Thank you guys so much for listening to Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Thank you to Under Armour, Under Armour Wrestling, ScrapLife.com. You have a weird gait. Uh, you're one to talk, really. Um, <laughs> I mean, are you serious? Um, thanks. We'll be back again tomorrow at 9 Central instead of 10. See you then, guys.